Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Sunday morning, 8 to 10, means it's time now for the media show. We talk marketing, branding, advertising, PR, issues in journalism, anything that moves. So I think, because there will be some crossings to the Soweto Marathon, so I can tell you that. 891 that's the call-in number, which I'd welcome your calls relevant to whatever we're talking about at that time. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome indeed to the show. If you are tweeting me, uh, well, tweet to my handle, Ashraf Garda. Tweet to the SFM radio handle. Use hashtag media show. You need to do that so we pick up a trend of discussion all throughout the, the morning. And as for always, if you tweet the guests and quote them directly, I'll certainly retweet that. Also pass your comments and your views and your strong views on many other issues we will certainly be talking about. Welcome that. And links as well to whatever else is relevant to what we're talking about. I will certainly check that out. Well, links to Discop is really what we need to be talking about right now because Discop Africa took place a few days. In fact, just ended uh, on the weekend. And some important developments has emerged from that. One of them, I think, that is particularly important is with regards to how the continent uh, compares to the rest of the world as far as the digital content is concerned. So basically, the move towards digital height impacts on uh, an Africa. Discop Africa, by and large, looks at issues around film and television production. Let's find out more about that with uh, Frederick Chambon, the regional head of media, film and music the Embassy of France in South Africa, also producer of the Digital Lab Africa. Uh, Frederick, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you for your time. Right. So, it's an interesting one. I mean, it's become a byword, you know, move towards digital. But, but where, where, is, where is the continent, our continent, with regard to that? Well, the continent, as, um, as everyone else uh, elsewhere, basically, is moving from the traditional TV, music, and everything content, basically, towards digital. Uh, and that's a revolution going on at the moment. Uh, and the key challenge for Africa is to be part of a re- revolution, to be an actor, to be to be really active, and to be able to produce its own content in this new world. That, that's the, basically the bottom line of Digital Lab Africa. What, what then emerged, you know, some of the key takeouts that emerged from, from Discop Africa with regard to just that? Well, um, the key thing, you know, I, I'm going to give you an example. So I was uh, at Discop Jobo, but before there was Discop Abidjan in Ivory Coast. That's where we launched our initiative. And then I was in a room with uh, 30 or so bloggers and influencers, young guys from 18 to 25, discussing all this. And I once said someone asked, how many uh, connected devices you've got uh, on you? And uh, 19% of the people in the room uh, raised their hand with three devices, uh, two smartphones at least and one tablet. So it shows basically this generation, even in Abidjan, it's not New York, it's not Tokyo, it's not London, but even there, they're always connected with three devices. And what it means is that they are consuming, they are doing everything on their connected device. When they want to watch a film, they uh, open, they uh, switch on their smartphone. When they want to play a video game, they do the same. When they want to buy something, they don't go to the shop, they, they do it online. So that's the challenge as a producer, as an African producer. How do you uh, make your content relevant and adapted to these new consumers, to these new formats? That's where we are now. All right. So, so and, and the answer to that, how, how do you 
adapt to those those demands? What what is the African continent with regard to film and uh, and uh, television production and documentaries doing about just that? Well, it's a challenge in terms, of course, uh, of skills and, and capacity, because you've got two two categories here. You've got the traditional uh, uh, content producer, and they have to adapt themselves and their content. And you've got all the newcomers, the new generation, and they are new. They need skills. They need capacity, and they don't have it. And also, it's a it's a question also of technical environment, like, like the, the data, the access to data, and the access to broadband internet. That's a challenge. So they, they need to be supported, and that's why we launched Digital Lab Africa. It's a pan-African uh, springboard and platform for African talent in the digital age. And we're going to provide them uh, support, technical support, knowledge, experience, with leading uh, international and French companies. The whole idea of this is really a capacity building and skill development, and that's where the need is at the moment. Mm. All right, so so that's interesting. What, what what then? You know, if if I then look at where we are now and some specific challenges, I know you touched on one or two of them, but I would think that to be able to compete, you have to. Well, I would think you'd have to move to digital. What then are the challenges? Maybe contemplate that, and I will put those questions to you in a moment. O H nine one. 104207. You can also, as a listener, move from just being a listener to somebody fully engaged on air by calling in and giving your thoughts on some of those challenges Africa's uh, with regard to African uh, move to digital content with regard to film and television and documentary production as well. Uh, what's Africa doing about it? What is our continent doing? What are the unique challenges? Uh, are they able to, is the continent in fact able to get things right uh, in some, in so far as those challenges are concerned? Right, hashtag media show tweets to me, Ashraf Ganda, as well as to SFM Radio, and we'll get your thoughts and calls if you feel strongly about an issue right after this. And information leader. 105.7, the home of SAFM in Cape Town. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Well, picking up from the back of uh, Discomp uh, Africa that took place a few days ago in in South Africa, in Johannesburg, Frederick Chambon with me, Regional Head of Media, Fulham and Music at the Embassy of France in South Africa, as well as producer of the Digital Lab Africa, and he's been part of Discop Africa, of course. And we're looking at, so as we move towards digital, you know, what are the challenges unique to Africa? Um, right, your thoughts, welcome, but let's get the, let's pick the brain of uh, Frederick Chambon on that one. Okay, so I spoke about some unique challenges, right? Uh, wh- what would they be? Maybe let's just take it out from the, from the top and then we'll run down. Yeah, well, maybe let, let, let's focus on, on some specifics um, and, and specific content. So, for example, we, we have virtual reality, which is the big thing at the moment for the TV and film industry everywhere. And we had at Discop, which is the prime TV uh, content market in Africa, we had a, a VR corner mm. uh, where you could experience uh, VR content, we, you know, with the Samsung um, Gear VR. That's the big thing because... Consumers basically want uh, uh, a new experience. Uh, they don't sit in their uh, lounge room in front of a TV anymore, or at least the new generation. So the, the, the key thing with VR, you, you add a, an extra experience. You eat something different. It's a, it's a new thing. So how, how do you produce content for that? And then it, it, it comes back to this idea of I need, I need uh, technical skills. VR is very complicated. It's very expensive also. A production in VR is two to three times more costly compared to traditional TV, TV production. 
And at the moment, you know, we launched this call for submissions, and VR was one of the categories. And in terms of quantity, that was the one where we received less uh, submissions because of his lack of skills and capacity. The exception being, of course, South Africa, <laughs> because there you've got some capacity. But even in South Africa, to, uh, to give you an idea, you have in this country only three to four max uh, studios, producers, able to starting uh, uh, to start producing uh, VR content at the moment. And out of the five uh, VR content we were proposing, one was from South Africa. It's called Exodus. Exodus is about uh, uh, these wild animals migrating, this big migration of wild animals in Kenya and Tanzania. And uh, to, to have a sense of the experience you, you have when you, you, you display or you play with this VR content, you emerge in these wild animals' herbs moving from one point to another in mass. So that's the type of experience you have compared to traditional TV experience where you see the animals on, on your screen, but like a, from a distance, mm-hmm. like, a, like a spectator. When you have the VR gear, you're inside the wild with the animals together with them. So the experience is completely different. That, that's VR. That, that's multimedia, basically. Okay, so, so what's South Africa's and, and Africa's skill set? with regards to multimedia, if you're talking about virtual reality and that obviously you need the, the practitioners who are able to deliver on that and the technological know-how and support, right? Yes, and, and you need also, so that, that's the production capacity, that's one. And then you, you need the creativity because VR is it, just not using a 360 camera or, you know, adding a VR layer to something existing. Otherwise, the experience is not so great. It's a complete new setup in terms of creativity and how you, you approach your content and how, how you vehicle it to, to the audience. That's number one. So you need creativity that is uh, at very early stage. And then you need distribution. And you need an economic model also because this is very early stage. So how, how, how do you do as a producer to find your audience out there and to find a proper distribution channel and to make money out of it? That's why, for example, at our level, we bring in the picture some uh, international producers, number one, to be uh, present at this chain uh, of a value chain producing, and then also distributors, guys able to distribute uh, your content internationally because the African market market is too small at the moment for that. Okay, so we'll see what those and challenges... And help you doing that. Well, that's a challenge in its own right. Uh, Frederick Chambon will continue chatting to him in a moment. But uh, there's the Soweto Marathon on the go. Quite exciting from those that are participating. I know that. Let's get the latest on that. This program is brought to you by All Mutual, proud sponsor of the Soweto Marathon. Here's Manfred Seidler. Very good morning. Well, it is all uh, heating up here at the Old Mutual Soweto Marathon as our leading man is expected to be in in the next four or so minutes. He's got about just over a kilometre to go. And it is, in fact, the defending champion, two-time defending champion, Sinati Yehu Yanessa. He broke away at the 37-kilometre mark, which went by in two hours uh, and four minutes. And up until then, he had been closely shadowed by uh, uh, Tepo Matibulela, and Sertulari uh, Koranen of uh, Lesotho, and uh, the three of them were running up until 33 kilometers. Yanessa then decided it's time to make his move, and off he went. And uh, the last half of this race really, really is tight. It is a huge, huge climb, 
and he does seem to like the climb. Sintiyeno Yanese will be coming in in the next four minutes or so to win this race, to make it three out of three. He's got a massive, massive gap. In the ladies' race, it's also pretty tight. Right now, it's one and two of the Nelson Mandela Marathon. Salem Alabechu and Chalitu Asefa, they're running neck and neck. They went through 33 kilometers in two hours, six minutes and 47 minutes. And some three minutes behind them was Ervet Van Sale. So it looks like it'll be the two Ethiopians who will take the women's race, and it will be the men's uh, winner will also be Ethiopian. The uh, men's 10-kilometer was won by Namakun Kasi, 30 minutes and 17 seconds, and the ladies' race by Cherilee Skuman, a junior, in 38 minutes and 45 seconds, whilst the men's half-marathon, very slow time, of Philemon Matipa, 1 hour, 15 minutes and 7 seconds, with Anelwa Dintwit taking the ladies' race in 1 hour, 19 minutes and 41 seconds. And for Seidler, for SFM Sport. Thanks for that, uh, Manfred. Of course, that's uh, Soweto Marathon brought to you by Old Mutual. And uh, uh, I hope you're enjoying all of that. Right. In fact, we're going to get, we're going to continue chatting about Discomp right after this. I promise I'll call you back. I promise I'll be there. In life, there are these promises and they are promises you have to keep. At Old Mutual, we've kept our promises. Last year, we paid almost 1 million rand in valid claims every hour. We promise that on our funeral plans, we'll pay all valid claims. For more about our funeral plans, SMS PROMISE to 43181 or speak to an Old Mutual financial advisor. Terms, conditions and standard SMS rates apply. Do great things. Old Mutual, a licensed financial services provider. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. The issue of sales came up and we were chatting to Frederick Chambon uh, regarding Discop Africa and the challenges that the African continent faces with regards to uh, film and uh, television production and sales as well. Let's then talk about that, Frederick. So the challenges of selling African content outside the African continent. Tell me about that. Well, it's always the same thing. You have to be uh, to, to, to vehicle some, some very strong specific identity reflecting who, what you are and who you are. And at the same time, you have to, to, to have a global appeal. That's the universal rule uh, for traditional TV content. And basically, for multimedia, that's the same. It's even more challenging in the sense uh, your platform uh, is not a TV screen, but it's a, it's a computer screen or a smartphone screen. And whoever, whoever can, can plug and, and try to find your content, your challenge is how is it going to find your content and not the neighbor's content? and how your content is going to make a difference in this jungle out there where there are plenty, millions of different content. So at the same time, this Internet revolution is a chance and a challenge because you can be out there very easily, but to be relevant and noticed and to reach your audience is another thing. Hmm. Uh, is it simply a case then of, of marketing? I mean, get enough money, make sure enough people knows about your, your product and you will get enough buyers, or is it far more complicated than that? Well, it's of course more complicated, but but it's a question of distribution and, and having uh, people uh, with you able to 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 help you on that. that that's a job. That that's a all money chain, and you have to be present in the international markets. Uh, you you have to be where these decision makers, these broadcasters, these people putting you on the mobile screens uh, are to get uh, you noticed by them. Uh, and for that, you need, a, you need a strong content. At the end of the day, content always is the key point. Uh, and, and otherwise, what's the point? 
Uh, and it's interesting in terms of, of VR, for example, what we add as finalists for our competition, DLA competition. We add a very different uh, range of content, which is, I think, relevant both for Africa and the rest of the world. We add, for example, a wild animal documentary. It's Africa, of course, because Africa is always seen as a place for that. And at the same time, it presents a new experience. So you, you, you may have, in that case, this balance between a strong uh, African content and something different for you to get noticed. And we have, for example, another thing which is strong also, I think, for Africa and the rest of the continent, is using VR for education. We had a guy presenting what he called a virtual science lab. Basically, it means your students anywhere in the world and you, you need on-distance support because you can go to school or you, you or your home, whatever. So this VR experience on a computer screen can help you. You can do the, the, the lab experience as if you were in, in the classroom. And that's another, for me, all, all potential for VR and this new multimedia content, which is both relevant for Africa and the rest of the world. And, and to wrap up, then, is, is there one final uh, point you wish to bring up? Sorry? Is there, is there one final point you may wish to bring up? No, ju- just uh, to, to remind that uh, we launched this initiative, Digital Lab Africa, for supporting really this African talent in, in, in the digital age and, and multimedia content. So we're going to be there. We received 500 applications, projects from across 30 countries in Africa, and we're going to do it again. So just follow us. Just want maybe to give my uh, our, our website, if you don't mind, which is digitallabafrica.com hashtag Digital Lab Africa. So just follow us and watch. And if you're a producer, feel free to come and, and see us and submit a project for next year. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, you can also tweet me all the information right away. Hashtag Media Show and then to Ashraf Garda as well as to SFM Radio so I can share that to a broader audience too. If you can do that, it'll be great. All right. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Frederick Chambon, uh, looking at, well, from the Digital Lab Africa, looking at Discop 2016 and some of the key takeouts from a South African and an African point of view in terms of the challenges that the continent faces with regard to film and uh, documentary and TV production and sales as well, of course, um, and the move in this case here towards digital and how they in fact cope with that.